I'm Vince. I'm Travis. And we're about to ruin your games and stuff. This is Travis! Welcome to Undesign. Hi Travis, how you doing tonight? I am uh I'm feeling feeling very Travis tonight. Excellent. How about well, you, buddy? You feeling uh, Travis too? I am, as a matter of fact, so that's so weird. Excellent. What a coincidence. Uh I you know, I I was thinking about this week's topic, which I suppose we should probably tell the listeners about before I just launch into it. Seems like a good idea. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we rolled it, so tell them what we rolled. Yeah, so to this week's topic is how important is art for your books, for your games, you know, for those things you're designing? And and, and yeah, and you don't so we don't just mean yeah, I guess books, right? It could be yeah. whatever as far as it as far as gaming goes. Sure. Just in the general gaming thing. Yes. I am going to give my answer right up at the top. Okay. Sure. My All answer right, do is it. unbelievably super duper crazy important. It's a pretty good answer, um, and I would I would probably uh, I would back that up. All right. Well, I think we're done. Yeah, that's a quick one. Okay. All right. Great. Yeah. Good talk. Good yeah, talk. Let's move go. on. Uh no. All right. So we can probably go deeper on this, right? I mean, yeah, yeah. Like, okay, art is how how important is art? It's absolutely important. Sure. You know. I mean, <clears throat> I I want to talk about it first. Um, first, we can just get some get the other games out of the way because I want to talk about RPGs. So like stuff like magic and trading card games it's it's probably to the next level of importance in, sure. in all honesty yep because you're trying you're trying to convey a concept about a single thing in a single world that's really well defined and you only have this small space to do it so you have to have great art like it has to be spot on artwork for whatever it is otherwise it makes that card un- unimportant or un- uninteresting or whatever so yeah that's important okay um, art in video games again really important because you're you know you're kind of going you're try- trying to convey the style of your game and uh, graphics you know always draw people's eye right that's why that's why the the big games exist the Call of Duties and crap like that um, I say crap I, you know I like them they're okay but I prefer indie games I'm an indie gamer whatever that's what I do oh you can um, say crap I'm with that yeah it's I mean yeah crap. Um, so that, that aside, talking about RPGs, there, there is a, an interesting part of RPGs and designing RPGs um, and, and how, how, how important art is to it and what it can do to your books, right? Yep. So as a designer, um, the most interesting thing to me, so I'll about it first, is that it creates, since, we, since we've, already, you know, we've already said, yes, it's important. Right. Um, it creates a barrier of entry that, like, that other writers don't have to deal with. So, like, 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 if you're writing nonfiction or fiction, whatever, if you're if you're just writing books, like, like novels, um, you can just write your book and then put it out there in the wild, like, without a lot of a lot of hoo ha about artwork. All you need is a cover image. That's it. Right. You need a cover image, and then you put your book out on the market. Um, and it's super easy to self-publish these things nowadays, right? So self-publishing is just huge. And as a fiction writer or a nonfiction writer, you don't have to deal with that barrier of entry. But for RPGs, this 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 huge wall of entry, um, and it's a monetary wall, right? It's purely money. Money is in your way. 
either, either like of course you can know somebody that draws really well or something or is a great artist and you can just right. fall back if, on them if you but you happen but we're just, to be a great artist or you happen to know somebody who's willing yeah. to work for free but realistically but that's then, not that's it, still right? going to pose challenges yes yeah and like that's just so rare it's it's not everybody knows someone who's a great artist who's willing to work for nothing or very right. little um so even for your most basic of rpg books you're you're talking about spending you know at, at minimum like a thousand dollars on sure. artwork for it right oh that's bare mins yeah absolutely bare minimum yeah uh, and we're, we're throwing back to one of our earlier episodes where we we're talking about yeah you got like three pieces of artwork for the book you right. know you have to decide where to put those three pieces of artwork yep um, or, or you've got a lot of black and white art right like there's things you can do to sort of economize but it's it's so unbelievably vital and, and i you know trav your your point about the barrier of entry i think is so important because here's the thing i think most people who write games and who are wanting to be game designers and stuff like that yeah are probably more engineers in that they're thinking about and by that i simply mean like the, the sort of engineering rules or they're thinking yes they're thinking about like the game and how it should play and how it should interact and stuff like that and they're probably not thinking about the art right up top right sure and the problem is is that that if you don't think about it fairly early on it's going to become a real challenge down the line right it's a really big deal yes because and it also takes a lot of time to get it right yeah it takes time to get art. people like the, the artists that you that you hire have to make the art right. and if that art isn't what you had in mind when when you directed them to make this art for you you have to decide whether or not that's another thing you're going to deal with and just be like, all right, I need you to redo this piece, you know? And then guess what? It's going to take another 15 days because that artist probably doesn't work just for you. Either that artist has a day job or is a full-time artist working for lots of people. Uh, it also brings legalese stuff into the mix, right? Because oh, when yeah. you work with artists, you've got to have a contract and all that kind of thing. More you barriers should... of entry, yeah. Exactly. Uh, so, I mean, there's just so much to think about with it and you know maybe uh, maybe i'm a listener out there and i think yeah but come on who cares right i'll get some sketches i'll get some some simple stuff i'll have a few pieces what does it matter as long as i've got some art in there mm, yeah who i have really cares? strong feelings on this right like, but you could certainly that's a point of view i could see somebody taking and, and certainly i've probably taken that point of view at some point in the past right uh you absolutely have yeah yeah, you 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 put out a book that I couldn't get through, sure, um, because now, it had such bad artwork in, it, and that was, I think it was maybe your first RPG like forever ago. Yeah, but um, it was the first like the first book you published, and I like the art in it was was really bad, and that's not not to say the artist was necessarily bad. It just wasn't well directed art. Right now, there's two things I really want to deep dive on there because boy oh boy, did you just hit some deep wells. But let's so and that is art direction and yeah. uh, the idea of like not being able to get through the book. Let's start with the not being able to get through the book because I yeah. think that's okay. so important, right? Right. So so not being able to get through the book. I mean, uh, let, uh, let me break it down from the top to bottom. Okay, right. Yep. Um, high quality art. It it like exudes an aura of quality, right? Yes. Um, where, whereas on the opposite end, cheap-looking art gives you the complete opposite feeling. You're just like, what is this? What are these stick figures? Uh, what is going on here? Why is this in this book? You know what I mean? Yep. And so the art style, um, art style itself is you know a different subject. Um, but but 
putting like this goes back to high quality. You can you can completely direct what the the people who are reading your book feel about it by your art direction um, through um, like for example. Um, you can make games feel different. So the feeling you would get from like one of these new newfangled RPGs, like a lot of the RPGs nowadays, they have um, a really slick kind of feel um, with high function and and high production value look, looking artwork and stuff, um, and it feels really new and fresh. Whereas there is this other like this other side of the industry that's like deeply trying to go way back into the back back into the old days where sure. like black and white art and yep, your old and, school Renaissance people. Right, and so so high quality on either side directs that artwork, um, but all this, all that, whatever, all back to your original what, what we're talking about. All of this is to create an environment for your reader, um, yeah. and better quality environments create better enjoyment for that reader who may be more inclined to use his imagination um, given the proper surroundings. And by surroundings, I mean the book itself. That book is is the reader's surroundings. Yeah, here's what I will say. You will not be successful with your book or sell a good amount of it if you do not have good quality eye-grabbing art that grocks with the concept of your game. Because, and I think I briefly mentioned this in another cast, but the first thing anybody who looks at your book looks at is not the rules. They don't care how clever your rules are. It's not even the setting and how immersive or amazing your setting is. It's the pretty pictures, right? They look at the pretty pictures. It feels bad to say that, right? Because we're we're we were we were like it's ingrained in us from uh, from all of the media and and TV shows and movies that people who like the pictures are dumb because they can't read the words. But I, the thing is, images uh, convey an idea more quickly, yep. with more accurate accuracy in the same sp- in a smaller span of time. Than the written word in most cases, right? Absolutely. It could take like it could take like pages and pages to convey a setting's like nuances, but a picture can immediately show you what that setting looks looks like. Like uh, you're on the high seas with with steel ironclad ships versus triton wielding whale warriors amidst a, a fucking lightning excuse me lightning storm brought on by the weather wizard on the bow of the steel ship and in direct opposition to like a a trout mage who has created a watery grave of a vortex, right? I love and, it. And that took forever to say. It took me forever to say, which means it would take forever to write. It'd be like a paragraph, two paragraphs to write that out properly and convey it. But all that happened in one picture that you glanced at for two seconds. Right, and you said you just absorbed all of that. Yep. Right, um, in two seconds, just glancing at it. Yeah. To go back to one we've we've referenced before, but I'll always keep referencing it because it's amazing. And that is the sort of splash image from the second edition player's handbook that had the successful party with the little gold dragon tied up in the tree and the small little box of treasure as they all sit around after a job well done. Yeah. Right. Talk about D&D, right? That is D&D. That's Dungeons and Dragons, like purest form, right? It captured it. You saw the different races. You saw the different classes in the picture. You saw the monster that they fought. You saw the reason why they fought. You saw the camaraderie and the job well done after a harrowing mission. Some of them had like minor injuries, right? So everything in the game was communicated on this one splash image. Boom. Game. Here it is. And and I think that that's just it. I It's exactly what you said. I don't think it's unfair for people to judge your game based on the art. Because they're going to decide whether or not they want to keep reading. They're not going to judge only on the art. But, the, but it is a gate 
And if they hit the gate and it's not open to them, they're not going to go deeper, right? They're never going to discover your amazing setting. They're never going to learn about how clever of a designer you are rules. You're done. You're done right there if you yeah. didn't grab them. And the the thing you said about, uh, you know, the, the, the thing you said about old school versus new. So when yeah. I think about a lot of new art, and it's feeling a lot of it feels very like computer colored and stuff like that. It has this very samey feel, but at the same time, really clever people will use that well to suit their game. The sci-fi games will be in bright colors and pastels and are, you know, brightly colored armors and stuff like that. that communicate like action and energy and exploration and fun. Yeah. And, uh, I think of like a Castles and Crusades, which is an old, old school Renaissance sort of early. Right, it's one of those that's trying to, to go yes. back in the old days. It's art is super high quality, but it's mostly not, not even mostly. There's there's a lot of like black and white sketches, right? Like the old but school. But it's very books. pointed and purposeful. Yes, but they're great. You know what I mean? They're great yeah. quality that you look at them and like even though they're in black and white, they're still very communicative. They look super high quality and in both cases what you get is a concept of professionalism and that matters. Right. You you hit on that. I am not going to think your rules are written well if your art is bad. And that might be unfair to you as the game designer, but it is true. Right? Yeah, it's, it's, it's an unfortunate truth. And it just, it just goes right back to that barrier of entry. Um, and, and so you like, I, I, what, what I'm curious about how you, is how you feel about that barrier of entry. You think it's doing good for, uh, for the RPG industry, or you think it's bad to have that barrier blocking out kind of your, your your starving artist style RPG designers. Uh, I I think it's a good thing because it forces networking and it keeps and it keeps an entire cadre a cohort of people in work, right? Like that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, and there's, the, there's the, good the, competition. The down and out artists, artists. Are, are important to have too. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like that's and because there's so many artists that are trying to even get started, and some of them are really great. And if you just keep your eyes open and keep looking. You can find art for fair prices and get really nice stuff. <laughs> so again, you're you're supporting other artists. So yeah. yeah, I agree. I agree. I think you're right. And and let me say this. So with the uh, the recent sort of five E Judges Guild program, they made a bunch of art resources available yeah. to people, right? So this is all free art you explain, can just yeah, use. Explain it. Right. So so with the Judges Guild, you can basically publish sort of officially branded D&D content, right, in the Forgotten Realms and very soon in Ravenloft. Exciting, and, right? Yeah, which is super cool. And they were aware of this barrier to entry issue, right? And so they made a bunch of different art resources that most of which have been around for quite a while. Yeah, so these, this is this is art that's that's ran, ran the gamut of, of uh, D&D books. It's been through a bunch of stuff yes most of it i would say is third edition uh or or later um like i recognize several pieces from from sort of yeah. deep cut third edition books there and uh clearly it's things that they pretty much either they think are so common as to it's fine for them to release it to let people use or it's so obscure it's fine and they can release it to let people use right um yeah I, i'm sure a lot of it has to do with the the legal part what they actually had license to do this with right um probably made a big difference again coming back to what you said originally sure um that the licenses licensing and so forth is an issue um, when talking about art, um, you know, I, I, lo I look at that program and I, th I think it's great and it's cool. Um, I especially like it because it's so, uh, 
so directed in nature. So it's just D&D and it's basically just Forgotten Realms. It's like, that's what you can make with it. So use those images and stuff them in there and whatever, as long as it, as long as it works, it works and gives you an opportunity as a game designer to get your name out there and get something that you've done out there. Right. Absolutely. So I think it's cool. It's like, it's good to get your feet wet. I, I, I can't honestly take it seriously though, as a designer, I gotta be honest. Like well, I can't take it super seriously. It it sure. feels like it's like stuff that would be in on, you know on somebody's blog. That's what I feel like I'm reading most of the time when I'm reading that stuff. So well, and I'll tell you this. Do you know one of the ways when I'm looking through that material where I find the pieces that I really want to look deeper at? The Don't art. You. Yeah. The, when they use <laughs> proper the art, usage, right? Yeah. yeah. When they have art that isn't in the stock collection. Yep. that they have clearly commissioned or done themselves additional pieces, I'm like, right. aha, here is something where somebody has put some real work and thought and time into this, right? Right, so, which tells me that they're going to put work and thought and time into the contents of that book as well. Yep, exactly. So, yeah, art. And, and it's, it, so by providing the art, they allowed people to have sort of a non-boring book, right? So they, they did that because I think they didn't want just a bunch of, you know, just a bunch of text, right? Yeah. If, if they didn't do that, what they would get is a bunch of PDFs that are just text. And everybody would be bored and not want to look at those that program at all. So, but it, to me, it just moved the flag, right? The table stakes just moved along some. Um, but I still find myself not very interested if all they did is just use like a couple of the stock photos or something, right? Yeah, and that's, it's an un another, again, an unfortunate truth. But I mean, Partially, that's going to be because we are aware of the stock images, um, and awareness might might be a factor in that. You know what I mean? Like sure. someone who's just just looking at what's available to buy, as opposed to seeing, you know, oh, this is a part of a pack of a thing that I've already downloaded and looked at myself. Yep. Or whatever. So no, you know what I mean? Awareness true. is an issue. So that art could still draw draw other people in. Um, we have a we have a different lens that we're looking through, obviously, since we're designers. Sure. Um, so when we look at something like that program, we're like we we have a a little more scrutiny uh, into what's going on. Although I would argue, if they don't release a lot more art over time, you know, oh, six God. nine yeah. months down the road, it's going to be like, oh, it's that piece again, right? You know, where you're just yep. seeing the same art over and over again. It's like, man, didn't I see this in in the last seven seven things exactly. that I downloaded from here? Uh, what's what's going on? Right. It's so it's it's gonna it's gonna happen. So, and, and that leads me to the other thing that I wanted to drill in on that you talked about, and that's art direction. And this is something that I feel I've developed a skill for, but it's certainly something that I've had to work hard at over time. Uh, and art direction is really, really, really tricky, right? Uh, it's certainly nuanced in that you, 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 like, you have to worry about a lot of things. You have to worry about one showing, showing, Showing your game, so you, that's the first and foremost. You want it to show your game, and uh, you're you're trying to tell tell a story of whatever that art piece is meant to be for. So if you're if you're you need to both show your game and show whatever's on the page you're going to put the artwork on. Yep. Um. So that's important. So like, if you have a page about combat, then you need to have something in an, in the image that's with that page that helps that page. It needs to be about combat, so you need to then convey that to your artist, and you have to nuance it with all of the things in your world that tells you it's your world, right? It's your game, it's your setting, whatever you're doing. Um, and then your artist has to then do that, like has to turn the words you give them into this beautiful picture that you want to put in a book and show thousands of people, you know, the people who want to buy it. 
Yep. So, so I want to, I want to just break that apart real quick. Cause it's, it's, there's a lot of steps you mentioned there. So one, you need to know where the art is going to go, right? What are you trying to communicate through this? Right. Top of the thing. You have to know. Exactly. So going back to that splash page, right? They knew that was going to be the opener for that second edition book and they wanted to communicate that idea, right? It wasn't just going to be buried somewhere in the middle. Um, and, and that's not true for a lot of those old art pieces. When you look at a lot of the older books, it really just feels like they threw out a massive art order and just kind of scattered things around, right? Right. Here's a general idea of the setting and let's just make stuff that probably fits into that. Right. Um, but but the best art works in conjunction with what's on the page. It continues to tell the story of the rules or the setting or whatever you happen to be explaining in words on that page. The art is what locks that thing that's being read into the reader's mind. Right. It crystallizes uh, yes. is, is another word that you would often use. Correct. I'm going to gank. I ganked it. Crystallized. Ah, that's fine. You're welcome to it. And next... You then have to have a concept. You, the, the creator, has to picture. You have to see that image in your head, right, of what's going to communicate that. And you have to absolutely have a fully formed concept of what you want that to look like. That doesn't mean you could right. draw it. It just means you need to have a fully formed idea of what's moving, standing, doing what, where, how, why, right? Right, much like a director of a film would have to do. Yes. You have to do this for your little indie game that you're going to make. Exactly. And then you have to distill that into text that is that will take what's the image in your mind and communicate it effectively to an artist who you're probably never talking to in person, that you're probably only exchanging an email with, right? And yes, this is a, this, that there, here's a little window into the, the design process for an indie game. Oftentimes, when you're, when you're talking to your artist, you're just emailing back and forth that's what you're doing you're just email 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 text 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 right that's all the communication you have you like you're not on the phone yep and then they have to bring it to life and then you have to be confident enough in your idea to be able to tell them and give them feedback throughout the process because any good artist is going to give you you know probably like a pre-sketch with an idea um a, a, a sketch once it's done with the lines laid out and then a final for approval, right? So you'll right, there are phases minimum to the three gates, yeah. Uh, and and at each step of that way, you're you're influencing some kind of ownership over the direction of the color, process. lighting, placement of figures, so many things, right? So yep. it, it's it's like it's like getting a picture perfect, you know, just out of your out of your the camera on your phone, but at a much higher level because you're talking about complete creation of the scene as opposed to just looking at a scene and taking a picture. Yep. And at the same time, you also have to know when to let go. And when the artist comes up with something or changes something or says, hey, this thing you told me didn't really work, but I did it like this. Is this okay? To look at that and recognize, yes, that is a better end product than what I right. had described. Because if you're directing the art, that doesn't necessarily mean you are an artist of, of the caliber of the art artist you're talking to. Yep. So there are times when you just need to defer to the artist because guess what? The artist is an artist. He kind of knows his craft, right? That's right. why you went to him. Exactly. So it, it has to be an almost ego-less... It has to be both an ego-fueled and ego-less process, right? You have to Kind of a Stephen King, kill your darlings kind of deal. Yes, exactly. Um... So I, I would say that it's if it, if it was me, what I would say is just work on a bunch of art direction. When you're thinking about your book and you get it to a point where it's moving along, as you're sort of putting the book together, 
really just start thinking about the art. You don't need to get down to the actual art direction yet, but I would start thinking about it. You know, have somebody else read parts of the book and, and proofread. I mean, that's obvious. We'll talk about that in another thing. Yeah. But when they tell you that they have problems understanding certain sections, think if maybe you could have an art asset there that would that would aid them in that, right? Right. Uh, the and e even 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 in that case, like charts and graphs can be yep. art pieces as well. They can Absolutely. fit, you know, in a book in the same way that an art piece can. So again, you can we we've talked about this before, but you can show a lot with a chart or a graph or an infograph, whatever you want to call them, uh, visual aids in general. So again, artwork. Yep. The newest 5e uh, player's handbook has as conditions as D&D &D has had for a while now, right? Like official conditions, yeah, say like restrained and, and unconscious and things like this. And to help solidify this, what is effectively a packet of game rules, right? Like yes. you, may, you gain disadvantage on attack rolls and blah, 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 blah. But and that's all hard to remember. Like, wait, which one was it that made it so my speed is zero and can't be modified? They gave you a comical little art picture next to each condition. So, like on the paralyzed one, there is a ghoul who has paralyzed a, a fighter who is all like, and and he is being drugged by the ghoul by his ankle in a very nice. odd position, right where he's clearly like frozen and not moving. Love it because that picture communicates what this condition is doing to you much more effectively than the text right. does, right? Yeah, you, you don't even need to know the name of the thing, and you'll kind of get what it is. So, right, exactly. again, it's just conveying that information so quickly. Yep. So, yeah, I think if, if – not that I'm necessarily shortcutting it, but we're probably reaching about our time. But to me, one, sells your book. Without good art, it's not going to – nobody's going to read deeper. Two, sets the tone for professionalism for your book, Right. The better quality yes. art you have, the more people will believe in your rules. Regardless of whether or not that's fair, it is the world we live in. Right. Three, communicates the ideas of your world faster, more efficiently, and in a stronger and more memorable, grokable fashion than your words ever will. And four, uh, helps communicate your game rules and lock them into your player's mind so they act as a living game aid constantly there. Right. And five... Yep art direction they need to be part of the design process and thought of planned out and ordered <laughs> well in advance of when you want to have your game done you need to give your artists months to work many many months right well outlined my friend very well outlined there you go uh, in total it's it's the question was uh, how important is art extremely important is it as important as any of the other their base base items of your book or your game it's as important as your game so yep. whatever importance you put on your game you should put on your your artwork that you put in the book with that game right i completely agree exactly Excellent. it would be like going to it, it publishing without good quality art would be like publishing without rules just like you open the there book and go. there's no rules there you go all right well well uh i i think we covered it my friend um i'm gonna call that undesigned undesigned mm -hmm.